We're live. <laughs> <laughs> We're live. We're live. We're live, everybody. I'd like to welcome our new listeners to a, to a show called uh, Eating. Eating with uh, two Jews yeah. and a microphone. That's right. And you're eating right now because you didn't have time to eat. And then uh, you had to take care of the kids in the morning. You had to be their teacher, I guess. Correct. Yeah, and we were discussing to... in the dressing room before we went live. Yeah, in the green room. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what you were you were noticing that I was I was chewing. How did you realize that I had something in my mouth? I j I could hear it. Because this microphone this microphone costs twenty nine dollars on Amazon. And I'm well, very that's, impressed. That's a lot for a microphone these days. So yeah, you can, you can, you can really that. pick it up. Yeah. Um, you were were you trying to chew like quietly so I wouldn't notice? 100%. I was trying to chew as quietly as possible <laughs> a rather, a very sticky energy bar, um, which I'm proud of being, uh, being half the cast of two Jews in a microphone. There was a huge sale at the grocery store. These bars are normally a ripoff, so I don't buy them there. They're about $2.50. Oh, wow. As you might know, at five guilders um, <laughs> or, or, or 18 shekels. So, mm -hmm. um, they were on sale for a dollar each and I realized they uh, expired in a week and I thought it's a fucking uh, energy bar. Like it's not like milk. How bad is it going to get? Um, yeah. So I bought a box of them and cool. I think you were, you wanted to know why, why I was eating the energy bar, right? I, I was, uh, yeah, I was surprised that uh, a person like you would be eating an energy bar. I, well, I, I got to add, is that, that. is that because in the Netherlands, the people would never do such a thing? Like you would never skip lunch and, and just have an energy bar? No, I mean, they clearly sell energy bars here. They have them at the supermarkets at the same obscene prices. And, and, and when I notice they're on sale, I buy them too. So, uh -huh. uh, and, and I just enjoy them. I think they're tasty. I think for me, the difference is it's, it's uh, I mean, maybe it's the same. Like sometimes I'll have it for breakfast because I don't eat breakfast normally, but I, I just like, I guess I value lunch and dinner way more. And so the thought of oh, skipping so this, it is- This is a different conversation. So yeah, a, different you're, conversation. you're a bit in glass house here throwing the stone because You've just chosen to prioritize other meals. I right, love breakfast. Right. Okay, yeah, this, you love this breakfast. Morning, exactly, yeah. For my yeah. kids, I, I made, uh, I'm very happy about this because it's their favorite sandwich from uh, like little breakfast joints. It is a McMuffin with a, with mm. a, sauce, a sausage patty, um, an egg, and cheese. Mm. And I, it's a kind of a treat. I don't normally have the ingredients in the house, primarily the English muffin. Um, mm -hmm. And so I had all the ingredients because I went food shopping yesterday and uh, th that was the breakfast and it was, it was really delicious. And I could have chosen your route of saying, oh, fuck breakfast. I'll just have an yeah. energy bar. Yeah. But I pulled that move over lunch because um, I just didn't have time to make a meal. Um, yeah. But, and, and you're right. You're right. It's a, it's, it's true. I'm being a bit, uh, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to criticize, but, but I'm, I'm aware that, that I of course get breakfast and, and I treat breakfast in a sort of a negligible way, I guess. More people love breakfast than, uh, than maybe any other meal of the day. Is breakfast for you something that you just do as a course of like survival? Like it's just because your body needs something so you don't give a shit, you just put whatever you can in it to get it over with? No, I just don't eat breakfast, period. Do you get up at noon? <laughs> I used to. No, even when I get up, even when I get up at like uh, seven or something for whatever, I, I don't do breakfast. It's it's a tradition I have from when I was a kid. When I I just didn't do breakfast. I love and that. By the way, I love that seven a.m. is early for you. Like if you have to do yeah. it. Whereas as a child of small parents, like many of our listeners out there who might have yeah. uh, children the same age, I pray for or seven a.m. Yeah, or you pray for that. Yeah. Uh, no, I believe it. I uh, no. So for me, seven is is pretty much early. I mean, there are days that are earlier sometimes, but seven is 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 an early start. And uh, if I get up at seven or eight, uh, which might be more normal, and then uh, I will just not eat until about one o'clock. And that's uh, something I've I've done ever since I was a kid. And I re recently, with the whole intermittent fasting diet being so popular now. Uh, I didn't even realize I was doing it, but apparently I have been practicing this diet all my life. 
Well, it, it makes sense uh, coming from the country located uh, midway between Lebanon and Egypt that <laughs> you would do that because you, you're part of two major world religions who have always had a, you know, a semi-fast as part of the annual ritual. Yeah. And it might explain for our listeners who haven't had a chance to see your handsome uh, face and body, you seem to have always kept uh, somewhat in shape. Were you ever a fat yes. boy? I was never a fat boy. I've never known uh, you in all these yeah. years as a fat, fat person. No, I have yet to have any weight problems. Uh, so I think whatever I'm doing is right. I don't exactly know what, but uh, I think it has to do with, uh, you know, eating the right things. But also, I think this intermittent fasting has been uh, key. Like, you give up one meal a day, uh, the, one of the extremes. And then you actually can can reach this this point where you're not you're eating you're not eating for 16 hours a day, which is which is I think I I don't know they say it's very good for you. Uh, you know, for our listeners out there who might be uh, heavy set, and we might not have any because I don't believe we have anybody in America who's actually uh, following us at the moment. Um, <laughs> you know, we with certain there's too much competition here. It's hard to hard to compete. Don't tell this to our advertisers, by the way, because they, no, they actually do think that a lot of people from America are following. So far, we've had nothing but American companies advertising with us. Yeah, I think now you should probably go after the uh, the Germans uh, have a lot of supplements there, a lot yeah. of nutritional items. They may want to get on this because if, when people find out that you're fit, I have uh, never been fat, but I think that's a fluke of nature. I'm able to eat like a, a pizza pie and a half and uh, nothing happens to me. Um, but fasting intermittently, which is nothing more than basically you're saying skipping a meal, seems to have uh, done your body shape well. I, I think so. I think you're a little bit of a faster yourself. I remember being around you, uh, you know, like spending some days with you. And I think there's, there's a genuine part of the day that you, you don't eat. You don't seem to need food. No. I, I actually, I, as, as much as I tease you, I think... I don't know if it's from years of, of traveling on uh, overnight buses or, or long journeys that seem to never end and there wasn't food available. Um, yeah, if food's not available to me, I'll go the whole day without eating and even wanting it all the time. It's um, amazing. That's I incredible. Think, I think during COVID, we're, we're seeing, I don't know about if you're seeing some, some fatter Dutch people, but because so many <laughs> people are home all the time, um, they're just eating more. They're snacking more. Yeah. Um, do you and think I, there's an overall gain in weight that's happening in the world? I notice it. Do, in you, the do, world? You, do you have those people in your neighborhood that you have no idea who they are, but you know their <laughs> face because you pass them every few evenings or morning or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm noticing on those random people I pass um, some chunk. And, you know, the women are doing themselves no favors because these yoga pants have refused to go out of style. Um, they've increased their tenacity with these god-awful floral designs, um, which I, I can't imagine someone thought that was attractive. And, uh, you know, it, it really shows off a woman's rear, which is yep. completely acceptable, I think, to the uh, straight male population uh, until it's not. And, and what there's, I'm noticing is line. it's becoming a little less acceptable now uh, during 12 weeks of COVID. Yeah. The, uh, yeah I, well, it's the joggers. So we have a lot. Are you noticing more joggers in Amsterdam? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. Are you jogging, more by the joggers. way? joggers. I am not jogging. I hate jogging. <laughs> I once jogged once 20 years ago. That was enough. Maybe we should change the name of the show to two guys who hate jogging. I, I think the same. <laughs> I, I, I am with the, the, the black population of America who generally does not jog. Um, and I think uh, looks down on it. Yeah. There, there is something moronic about uh, just running yeah, for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but, it, but I see a lot of joggers. There are so many, I, many there, joggers. Yeah. There's a you lot notice, of joggers. You look yeah. at it, it's nighttime there now, but it, so we have a lot more people pass our quiet street and, and I can't help mm. but observe them. And what I'm observing uh, in, the, in these tight pants wearers is the butts that seem, uh, seem bigger than they were. Yep. So more joggers and at the same time, more people eating. There's a lot of guilt. All day. I think. There's, there's a lot of guilt because people are snacking. They must be based on what I'm noticing in the supermarket purchases. Do you, do you mm -hmm. watch, by the way, when you go to the supermarket, what people are putting on the uh, register in front of you? All the time. Yeah, I, I love, love it. that. I love, I love it. it. 
I, uh, I have this, this thing where I, I tell myself, like, it feels to me like uh, a lot of people, they're not even aware that when they put something on uh, uh, the, the conveyor belt, it might be an original purchase. It might be that no one in the history of time has ever purchased this combination of stuff before. Like it's, oh, it's a miracle yeah. of originality. That's true. And you know, we're, we're living in an age of statistics now as everyone tries to figure out, you know, fatality rates, R factors, all this epidemiological shit for COVID. Um, yeah. And this is a great one for the, uh, the, the number crunchers to determine. Is it infinite? I mean, what are the, the possible combinations? It must be like a lock. Like there must be, yeah. No, I don't know. Like ten million combinations or something that you could do. Yeah, there might. Yeah, but it's also like it's probably more than that because it's also, it's not just the combination of stuff, but it's the quantity of each. So, so then you're really increasing the statistical possibility. Now, I have. Ever, uh, go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Please. I was just curious if you ever get some type of dissonance where, you're, you're this person's in front of you, or maybe they're a line over. And, you know, you find yourself uh, maybe somewhat taken by this person. We'll call her an attractive woman. And mm -hmm. then, you, then you look down and you see what she's buying and you think, God, like she's buying like a big bag, yeah, big bag of chips and, uh, you know, some, some fried foods and some frozen stuff. And it's, I, I, I've found that the sex appeal really drops. I mean, you yeah. or no, you don't give yeah. a shit. Oh yeah, no, you, you can see it. It's like, uh, I mean, they get a lot of credit, right? A beautiful woman gets a lot of credit because obviously- All the time, her whole life, her whole life, that's all she her gets whole life. credit yeah. just for being she attractive. Gets, yeah, ta you, people are talking a lot about white privilege now. They're not even talking about beautiful person privilege. Well, they, you know they are. Several all, all steps the, higher. All the unattractive feminists have been talking about this for years. So <laughs> it's, uh, Have it, they really? Have they talked about beautiful person privilege? I not mean, white privilege. That's layered. Privilege. I, I think that's, that's layered. That is in the stop having our girls play with Barbie dolls. Um, mm. You know, stop the... Uh, yeah, you know, but, but I no think one's talking about. I mean, you're right. It is layered, and they're kind of like angling at it, and maybe even a passive aggressive way. But no one's saying beautiful person privilege. No one's saying, hey, this beautiful woman who might be a very you know big feminist and all about like human rights and animal rights and God knows what, uh, is beautiful. So whatever she did in life, she kind of. You know, everyone just smiled at her everywhere she went. All of her life, people just smiled and welcomed her. And the world that she's in is a very different world than you know what a lot of people, what a, a lot of other people are in. Yeah, I, I think the unattractive women who were spearheading the different micro movements <laughs> felt that in order to make their movement larger, it would sort of be a cannibalism if they were to just you know not allow these women to join their movement. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we, we know the, the big protests they had after Trump got elected around the world, around the country right. anyway. Um, yeah. You know, it had such a huge body of female support that if they put out their true cause of like, we hate attractive women, um, mm. they would have a lot less turnout. So I think it was better <laughs> to not bring that up, even though I got the feeling it was there. Like it's in the, uh, it's layered. In yeah, the you think so? I don't know. I think, I think even they are quite, uh, an, you know, they are quite happy and smiling when they see a beautiful woman show up at one of their uh, rallies. So, so I actually don't think it's happening. I think no one can resist a beautiful person. I mean, you don't, I, I thought the, all of this and, 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 and our listeners, some of them might be upset, some of the, the ones who, who take this uh, differently <laughs> than us. Well, you're handling but, the complaint mail, so. But when all the, the, the yeah. what we know in America is the Me Too or the Me Tambien uh, movement uh, kicked off, the, the harassment cases against these guys, uh, you know, some famous ones might have been Matt Lauer, the uh, NBC Today Show host. Um, you were saying or, they're not beautiful women. Or even Donald Trump. Uh, they, they almost always, almost always, at least for a segment of the population, were somewhat attractive women, mm -hmm. right? Like these, these guys who are doing these acts, and I, I'm not going to condone them, but uh, 
they're not they're not going after the what some people might consider the unattractive segment of females. I, mm -hmm. I think it might feel different if they did. I think there might have been more equality. Um, so yeah, hmm. I, think, I think there's an unspoken issue here. No, you're going to be handling the complaint letters uh, off of those statements. <laughs> there's a way to solve this. We just need to get some very attractive women on the show, and uh, we can we can talk to them, and then we can separately interview women who openly consider themselves unattractive. Well, nobody can see us. We might as well claim that we are attractive women. <laughs> there goes my tap water all over my desk. <laughs> my God, you're right. By the way, I, I have to ask you uh, one more thing about the, uh, the, the, the energy bar. Oh, so yeah, please. You said... We, you really, said got, we really got off on a tangent there. Um, uh, we did. I mean, well, everything's a tangent, right? So the, the, you said that you were trying to eat it quietly so I wouldn't notice it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised by that because you have a completely different um, approach towards flatulence. What exactly do you mean by that, sir? <laughs> a completely you, different approach. But... It are you, sounded are you like saying, it almost sounded like you were ashamed to eat when there's a whole other array of life where you are completely I unashamed. I think I, think I know. Yeah. I think I know. Hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Meanwhile, my uh, my unstable son screams in the background. Um, mm -hmm. I think what you're leading here is that for some reason I don't find it rude to uh, express my. My, my gastric juices in a, uh, a way that resonates, whereas <laughs> I am somehow embarrassed to be chewing food. Um, and that's- I, I, Yeah, I'm, surprised. Surface, I'm just surprised by that. On the surface, I think it's a correct observation. It's one I would expect AI to make, one I'd expect any, <laughs> uh, any, any Indian uh, phone call uh, center representative to make. <laughs> but, but for those uh, domestically based, which uh, our listeners are not as of the moment, but hopefully after today we'll, we'll pick up a couple. Um, chewing over a microphone or on a telephone is kind of rude. Like, you know, cause mm. it's, 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 it's an unsightly sound. It's, it's not, um, there's just nothing pleasant about doing it and I, I i beyond manners i just think it is you know it just doesn't travel well now when it comes mm -hmm. to gas or what might some call a fart mm -hmm. i find it is an expression of creation ha! it is something that an individual can actually manufacture within their body so when i get yelled at by my <laughs> wife she says that I could, I could, she accuses me that I, I could control it, that I, I should, I should go in the other room, that there's no reason it should be that loud. And I deny it. And I say, that's not true. I have no control. There was nothing I can do. Well, I'm going to say right now for our audience and for listeners around the world, She's right. I do have a very high level of control. Um, now, I can't control everything from seeping out. But in terms of the actual pure reverberation I'm able to create, <laughs> that's all me. And uh, I think for all the people out there, both male and female and those uh, transitioning, I think you understand what I'm talking about, that there is a sense of power that I imagine one who um, has their own minion, perhaps their own dominatrix chamber, who has their own nation under their spell, uh, who has their own, you know, children under lock and key. There is something about power that you've created. And this like combines an artistic endeavor, you know, like if you were to really come up with a wonderful painting or a piece of literature or some work of art, but it's fast. It's kind of like the crack of art because it, it happens quick and it's gone. It's like a Banksy piece, mm -hmm. but even, even, <laughs> even faster. And uh, sometimes it's very disappointing. I mean, other people out there that uh, know this, and there's many times that you think you're pushing in just the right way. And uh, it's just air or it's really weak and no one heard it, or you might even shit yourself. 
and uh, <laughs> none of those are enjoyable. But mm -hmm. when it really is loud, that to me is, is beyond manners and beyond appropriate. That that's something an actual source of pride. And mm -hmm. um, I get the feeling by your question, you don't feel the same. Um, no, I I respect I respect what no, you're no, saying. No, no, be honest. Be I, honest. I, I, I no, I, I. Your question, I think, was quite personal, and I'm sensing that you think quite opposite. <laughs> like you think it's not appropriate to, uh, you know, allow a power fart to come out. No, I I was I was I know maybe my tone of voice was indicating that, but I am genuinely uh, I I am genuinely at um, in awe of how. Uh, uh how you own up to a fart and uh and and take it to a creative extreme as you as you describe and i was just surprised by the uh, the the act of hiding the, the 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 sound of eating and i and and so something didn't compute and now your explanation of you know this being the, the a creativity like uh, genuine way of being a creative, I think that's a great explanation. So there's no, I don't have a different, I mean, I, I personally, I, 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 I'm completely the opposite, I guess, uh, but it's not. Well, uh, let, 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 let's, let's look into this a little deeper. And, and I should add that there's a chance that mine comes from, you know, I've always wanted to be a, a talented musician, but I'm the opposite. I have an <laughs> awful musical talent. And this is one mm -hmm. way, kind of like harmonica yeah. players, or, or right. players that you know I can contribute. Well, let's talk about your youth, like your upbringing was uh, where you grew up in that uh, Mediterranean uh, land of honey. Yeah, not, not accepted or was and hummus, huh? honey and hummus, honey and hummus. It's very, it's very accepted. And, uh, and you I do know that hummus is a, a, a <laughs> yes, fabulous, exactly, yeah. fabulous yeah, intoxicant. That is why I'm saying. Uh, no, I I did not grow up in a. I think. I mean, I think there's there's so much to be said about this. I, by the way, I'm just curious: do your kids love it when you fart? Well, this is this is, a, like this is a source up? of a lot. This is a source of a lot of contention in our house, and it's getting at my questioning. I think that this is the uh, nurture part or nature nurture because my father uh, was a prolific prolific gas man. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> I mean. It just yeah, with, with, without shame, and uh, it probably led to my parents' divorce. Because I think in all these in all these years, I've never heard my mother uh, re release uh, fart, even in old age when women just kind of do it without control at all. <laughs> you ever notice like oh, oh, older women? Older women are just walking in the store, and they fart and have like no idea they did it. Whereas I am in control at this point. I I argue that they do know that they did it, and they're hiding behind lack of knowledge. I they're using they kind of uh, very very well. They're using senility but... and uh, men menopausal hot flashes as an excuse. Um, so, 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 so yeah, this is a point so, of contention because your kids find it very funny, but uh, but look but, every but, but your wife is like you're teaching them the wrong thing. Completely. There's there's okay. a thing about children that I've learned is that part of me has evolved immensely, like in terms of uh, awareness and body of knowledge far greater than my peers at certain levels. But in other sense, I'm still like that grown up, you know, that still watches cartoons. I don't watch mm -hmm. cartoons, but I still find shit and bodily fluids and farting extremely funny. And I realize that is what five, four, five, six, and seven-year-olds, they can't get enough of. Oh, yeah, they love it. You know, my, one of the most popular graphic novels that my kid's into is called Captain Underpants. And the whole thing mm -hmm. is just based on, like, lowbrow, you know, quote-unquote potty humor. Um, mm -hmm. So in that sense, like, I'm their equal. Except right. when they try to even dare to have a fart off and I fucking kick their ass because they're... they're <laughs> They're not even remotely skilled at the level of, of rectal fortitude that I have in controlling the explosion of gas. Uh, it's like no contest. It's like, it's like Michael Jordan, uh, you know, playing uh, basketball against the uh, Montenegro team. And I'm not talking blacks and Spanish. I mean the real team from 
Montenegro. <laughs> but let's let's get back to your uh, land of honey and hummus. So, in your household, was there was it just not happening? Oh, it, it was happening plenty. I just uh, I think. I think, I don't know where I picked it up because it's a great question. I, I, I just, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's much harder for me to, uh, to excrete gases around people. Is, like it, I, uh, is it physiological? I, I feel, I feel ashamed. Oh, so no, it's, it's okay. mental. I feel ashamed. It's completely okay. mental. That's, yeah. that's vulnerable, man. That's, that's very honest yeah. of you. Now, when you were like, say, in high school or junior high school time, like, were your, did your friends rip them and you just didn't? Or was that just not a thing? Um, I, I don't think it was a thing. Meaning if, if an occasional uh, part was ripped, it wasn't like, it was, it was more a side effect. I don't remember it being, you know, how like some teenagers are very playful and just do a fart off or something like that. I don't remember yeah. any of that. So that didn't, and in college, same thing. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, it was not. So you never, you never had what we knew as it was called the Blue Flamers Club. Uh, no, I, I've, uh, I've, I've seen it in documentaries, movies, the Spielberg, <laughs> uh, the Spielberg documentary, of course, about Flamers and the Holocaust. But I've never. Uh, <laughs> I've, <laughs> Were they doing that in concentration camps just to, to pass the time? I mean, they must have, right? To have a good time, you know. I just read a book about uh, about that, uh, not about that, but about uh, just behaviors in the concentration camp called "Man's Search for Meaning." Maybe you've read it by Viktor Frankl. Uh, he does not talk about it though. Uh, but I wonder. I'm sure this was a thing. It must have been done. Because we would, um, you, you know, I, I'm lucky to be alive. To be honest, you know, there's. There's a lot of things I've done in my life that are considered a hazardous and illegal. This one is consi considered neither by some. But mm -hmm. uh, the problem with the blue flame was that, you know, it would, I'd have backdraft. Worse, yeah. worse than the movie. And, wow. uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, and, and people would dare each other. So some people do it shorts on, no problem. But if you did it without your underwear, that was wow. really like Russian That's very dangerous. Kind of, that was like deer hunter happening. <laughs> Because like, like, I remember reading articles, and I don't know if they're, they're, I mean, they were real articles, but I don't know if it was genuinely fake news at the time. This was in the, I think, early 90s or something like that, of people who, who blew themselves up by doing this. this is that, that's the time period when I was in college. Yeah. That's exactly when... Uh, and when is we this were... real? Did this really happen, you think? Or is this... Uh... You know... We, we heard these stories, and, and I think they, they actually encouraged us. Because, you know, at that age, nothing's working right. You know, you're, you're too daring, and you see no risk, um, which in COVID times is why all these are all the kids that go to the beaches and have parties. and can't really blame them. Um, right. Yeah, I think that just inspired us more. Like, we thought we were daredevils, you know, hmm. letting loose on these flames. Uh, in retrospect... I'm lucky I still have a perineum and, uh, and hair uh, protecting my anus from, <laughs> from uh, <laughs> you know, from entry, really. <laughs> I've often thought that, uh, you know, when I, if I go to jail one day for the various acts I've committed, I think I'm not going to be highly desirable because I've done no, uh, no scaping in that area. You scaped that, uh, that part of your body? Uh, no, I did not scape it. Ever? I mean, now we're, we're jumping ahead to modern uh, post, you know. No, unscaped. So, you, you know, you're, you're single. Yeah, this brings us to where I thought was going to be our topic of conversation. And you don't have any concern as what someone might think of your, you know, your, your, your backside bunghole here. Uh, what they might think of it? Yeah, like you're not you're not worried. Like you know, I know people. You know, bleaching and you know, shaving it all off. You know, it's been very big in the female community for a while, um, and the gay male community. You just you just let it go natural in there. Yes, yes, it's uh, it's one big hairy situation. Well, I give you a, give you a lot of credit being a single man in a, in a, in a hairless <laughs> hairless world. So, you know, you're you're in the Netherlands. Uh, in Amsterdam, I'm in Chicago. We have uh, different things going on with, with COVID and how our governments are responding. It made news the other day that the Dutch are encouraging, is this the, am I saying the word right? Sex buddy? Yeah. Well, so, how do you well, say it in Dutch? Because in English, it looks almost know. like I, sex buddy. Did they make that up? 
I think it's sex buddy. I don't think it's uh, I think it's a, a, a Dutch anglification of of the original English. So uh, so there are a lot of Dutch words now, uh, just like any I think any uh, country uh, that that sort of adapts to let's say slang, which is common in the internet and started in you know English because that's yeah. like the main cool international language. And uh, and I think that's what that's all it is. It's, you know, uh, do you, you know, think like, I should like, call? Should I call the chief linguist in the Hague and tell him it's fuck buddy, not sex buddy? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You because should. nobody. I mean, even 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 the guy living in the basement with his mom, who the only action he gets is the uh, the cam video, which is I guess the same as a married man. He's not even calling it sex buddy. No. Yeah. So yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it's nice. So what, what's the story behind that? Or did the international media make a bigger deal about it than it is in Holland? I will tell you, but we first have to go to our sponsors. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, for this, I hope you're sitting by your email because we have a new sponsor and they specifically loved your voice and they asked that you read the copy. So I'm emailing it to you right now. If you could just read, open it up and read it. Uh, it's our, uh, it's a new sponsor. All right. Uh, are you uh, are you are you Stephanie D. Wilson, uh, the dear friends? Oh no, you're not. <laughs> I get I get all this shit from these organizations. Or my favorite, by the way, are the sign-offs everybody has. You know, stay safe, uh, and yeah. stay stay safe, and stay healthy. <laughs> you, know, you don't give a fuck if I'm safe and healthy. I did when I wrote it a long time ago. On original uh, minions. Okay, so. This is uh, this is our a new sponsor we have. Uh, I should let our listeners know that I have never before seen the copy. Um, our advertisers prefer that um, we read our ads, uh, a la Rush Limbaugh, to give a little more sense of realty to it because uh, we do partake yep. in these products. Okay, here we go. First time, no practice. Two Jews and a microphone is brought to you by Panda Express, reminding you that no bats were harmed in the making of our food because we are bat-free. Our amazing menu is Chinese-American with a little bit more American. Try our orange chicken. <laughs> no bats. String bean chicken breast. <laughs> no bats. Black pepper chicken. <laughs> Not even Chinese. Kung Pao chicken. No bats. Beijing beef. It's from Pasadena. General Cho's chicken. His first name is Randy. Enjoy our amazing takeaway. Delivery service and new buffet with double sneeze guard and a guaranteed no bats policy. Enjoy the Californian dining experience with a good old American Panda Express. It's as American as apple pie. And as a special offer to listeners of this podcast, Panda Express is offering 10% off your first purchase. Go to Panda Express on the American internet and type in the coupon code two Jews in a microphone. Wow. Thank you, Panda nice. Express. Nicely done. How did you, uh, how'd you score that? I called for some takeaway and I asked them if they wanted to sponsor and I got a free meal out of it. Did, uh, did you tell them the name of the show? Because, you know, some Jews like to take pride, like, oh, we're like the, you know, we're like the Asians of the Middle East, but the Chinese mm -hmm. don't feel the same. No, they don't. They I don't want I, to be acquainted with our people. That. No, they, <laughs> they definitely don't. Uh, yeah, no, I did mention, uh, it's for the, for this, this show, but I, I, I said it's, it's, uh, it's, I didn't mention it by name. So, so I, I, I guess I avoided the whole two thing. Okay. Um, maybe well, I did way, that. Way to go. I, I love Panda Express. I think what I've discovered over the years is I, I used to be uh, a, a food snob, you know, after spending so much time in other countries and you taste the genuine cuisine, you come back probably to wherever you're from, in this case, America, where we allegedly have lots of food. Realize a lot of it sucks. You know, we've been sold fake Italian food, fake Chinese food. Every ethnicity's food was not really authentic. It was done to the American palate. But then you start discovering something that the Americanized, and maybe you have Dutchized versions of the food, is good on its own, right? So, mm -hmm. like, there's an Americanized Chinese food that's actually pretty good, like orange chicken, general show chicken. From the right place, it's great. You know, once every you know three months. Yeah. Um, and same with what we call like red sauce Italian places. That these are not food you get in Italy, but there's something about them that's just comforting. Uh, do you like have the Olive Garden? Also, also a sponsor. Yeah, 
you know, are they still sponsoring us? Because I'd like to say some things about the Olive Garden. Are they are they out? <laughs> well, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, they they sponsored one episode. So, uh, I mean, I'd like to get them back, but but go ahead. They didn't they, re up. What you're going to say is going to be great. They they didn't re up. Well, you know, <laughs> with the Olive Garden, it, there are people, by the way, who do rave about the Olive Garden in the same sense that I just made clear. Like these people like authentic regional Italian cuisine as much as they do you know, American uh, red sauce, checker cloth, mafioso type restaurants. The Olive Garden, I think the aesthetic, like when you go to an Olive Garden, they're almost always located in a, in a soulless suburb. And they kind of take on that soullessness in terms of the whole decor of it. Um, mm -hmm. It's like somebody's mom who had nothing to do went to Italy and came back with all these great ideas but really had no idea what the hell she was doing, but her husband had a lot of money and uh, you know, they made their version of Italy in a, in a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and the, I will, the breadsticks are not bad. I will say that they got something going with the breadsticks. <laughs> you didn't mention the breadsticks. Yeah. Well, let, let, um, let, let's, let's move on from food because we, we, yeah, yeah we think, do need to move on. I think the audience yeah. wants to know this is, you know, the Dutch are always very forward thinking. And I think we say they're forward when in reality, I find they're just very straightforward. They just are realists. Um, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you like, it's obvious that that thing would have been picked up by, by the world's press. It was also picked up here and, uh, and uh, uh, certainly single people, I think started sharing that with, uh, with each other as a kind of a, even a means to say, Hey, come on, let's, even the government is saying it's okay um well, let's yeah, let's take let's take it personal though i mean did you did anybody share with you like hey 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 rod do you want to be my my sixth buddy uh yes. shitty fucking accent by the way sorry yeah that was very bad that was, uh, I, yes someone someone did share that with me uh and i've seen someone on uh facebook also uh well take it pretty extreme i i think her title was um um I won't read the whole thing, but it was, it was pretty damn uh, excessive. I thought uh, we've got we've got time. If you're able to pull it up, I think, you know, this is a very unique Dutch thing. Everyone around the world has some interest in sex, uh, and if someone out there is posting in the Netherlands a provocative or excessive ad, I think we have the right to know what they're saying. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Uh, it might've been taken down. It was so extreme. You can, uh, you can paraphrase oh, here we go. Here we go. No, okay. no, I'm not paraphrasing. I found it. Uh, I'll just read you the headline. This okay. is on Facebook. Uh, and the headline is Dame is looking for cum. Okay. Now is this a Nigerian masquerading as a Dutch or is it a genuine person? This is no, this is a real person. Okay. Um, they talk about, uh, Crash buddy, um, I don't know if that's the Dutch term for it. I did, I did take a, a picture of it when uh, when I saw it in the news. I thought, um, oh, so not, this not isn't someone post, from your Facebook feed. This no, no, is no, Dutch no. Person. Sorry, I'm, I'm, no, no. This is someone from my feed. But, uh, but I, 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 sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping because what I want, what I meant to say is when this thing came out, this, uh, and I think it was, I'm losing track of the weeks now, but I think this was like either one or two weeks ago that it came out. Okay. And I remember just taking a photo, like a, a screenshot of it in, the, in my uh, my phone, basically, like thinking, this is kind of funny, like that the government is endorsing sex. Like I, ha I have not seen that before. Uh, but indeed, the Dutch are very much like, you know, it's going to, it's, it's happening anyway, let's acknowledge it. Let's, uh, let's guide people to make a responsible decision. I think it's one of those great things when yes there are quite a few religious people in the netherlands but i would say most of it is not religious or religion at least can live peacefully amongst the the non-religious people yeah and so i say i think this is one of the benefits of that like it's just nice to to have this kind of like openness i think you don't have this kind of openness most places because of religion and oh, and, yeah. and I mean, just shows how much religion absolutely. has an effect on government well, I mean, America, America is so much of its roots are still grounded in Puritan thought. And uh, yeah. to this to this day, despite certain advances, uh, you know, it still affects the average person's way of thinking. I mean, go to your local strip club, you know, yeah. in America, in most places, 
you know, they, uh, they got to keep their bottoms on or if they take them off, they, they can't serve alcohol or they got to cover their nipples with a, you know, like a piece of paper. What the fuck is that? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Or even the, even the fact that there is a strip club to begin with, I think is a sign of, of the Puritanism because the, 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 the prostitution is illegal. So they resort to all these loopholes uh, where essentially you have, you're having prostitution in a club, but it's, it's hidden under so much, so many filters. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, like in the Netherlands, uh, at least in Amsterdam, I believe there's one strip club and it's, it's, you know, like that just shows that, they don't really need it here. There's not a big well, enough market. When, for when, you, when you have a, when, when you have women uh, freely or not freely, but for sale um, and legally to the public, you know, what's the point of getting blue balls when you can release that? Yeah. When you let can the, keep let, those balls, let, their natural color, free the seed, <laughs> let, let, let it come out. Um, That's right. But back, back to the sex, buddy. So what I'm most curious about it, and you can attest to this or at least tell us uh, secondhand experience for sex <laughs> buddies and, and single people in, in Holland. Who's going to be honest about that shit? At least guys, right? Like I'm thinking you're going to tell Maritzka like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm your sex buddy. And then you're going to go tell, you know, Maria that, you know, you're her sex buddy. And then you're going to tell Marsha <laughs> like I, I just and Maritz, she's gonna, you know, they're all, all the all the M's are gonna be. Um, is that true? Yeah. Is, that, is that what's happening? I think people are mostly being very honest about it, actually. Really? So the idea is having one sex buddy, and uh, I get the idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think a lot. Don't of people give me are no like progressive bullshit NPR talk. Like, what the fuck is going on there? Are people honestly being like, I'm committed. I'm not gonna. Fuck you, Maritz, because I'm only fucking Marichka, and that's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it boils down to the individual, but I'd like to think that, yeah, and you're probably right that women are, are being more, maybe more committed than men and, and whatnot. But I think, I think it's the idea behind this that's, that's more interesting than, you know, the rule, because everybody has their own ways of interpreting the rules. Mm -hmm. But I think the idea behind it, again, is to say, uh, let's have this conversation. Uh, let's not uh, be taboo about it. Let's say, hey, we know this is happening. Uh, have that conversation with whoever you're, you're, you're buddying up with to see if they're uh, actually being uh, exclusive to you, if that's important to you uh, during these times. So I think that's the main part of it. Obviously, everybody has their own execution of that rule. But it, it is very, um, it is a very Dutch thing, I think, to just put it up out there on the surface, and then trust that people will do something good with it. Mm. Well, I, I know I, I would do good. There's no way I, I would lie about it. I'm not that kind of person. Are, are you finding, you know, speaking of sex, are, do you notice uh, anything in Holland, not, not sex related, but people sort of acting the way you would when you are having a relationship with somebody? In other words you're dating someone and it's about it. Like you want to know who they've been with and are they with anybody now? And there's always this kind of sometimes secondary language to understand like safe sex wise. <laughs> like, are you, are you at risk of getting the, the clap or, you know, some kind of uh -huh. venereal disease um, or not? Um, in addition to issues of, of loyalty or, or monogamy, um, it seems in America anyway, that everything now is, is safe sex talk. That's not related to sex. I mean, everybody wants to know, like, who, who, before they, like, join your, you know, social distance, you know, gathering with masks on, um, you know, who are they with and, wh and where do they go? And do you find that that is a, a thing there or people just sort of are trusting about it? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's, it, it changes based on the people, but, uh, but I think the fact that, as a whole, um, the I think the sex education here is better. It's more open. It's more honest. I think there's just this like general approach to let people do what they're supposed to do and not to uh, flood people with rules. I think that just creates, in the end, a, a, a more maybe a better trusting. type of person or a more trusting person yeah. but it's it's a big generalization of course because you know there's it varies but 
but yeah, I think but we have overall, we have to generalize. I mean, we have to. Know. Yeah, I think overall, what my what I'm getting from it is that you know, sex is just not as big of a taboo as it is in in a lot of other places. But I'm saying beyond um, beyond sex. In other words, I'm using sex as the analogy here because in in day to day, at least in, in urban uh, urban middle class progressive circles, anyway. Uh, it's not about the sex. I'm talking about the relationships in terms of, you know, people you're meeting to say hi to on the street or uh, have some gathering. People are acting in this very conservative sexual way that you would when you're trying to find out if, you know, who someone's been with. So, Oh, I see. Yeah. Would, would you, extrapolate, I, yeah. would you extrapolate what you just said and said that also affects the Dutch people's way of thinking? In other words, they don't really question. They just sort of have this inherent trust and treat it responsibly. Hmm. I don't know. It's a good question. I had a conversation last week with a friend and a colleague uh, who was saying how she was uh, in her neighborhood in Amsterdam, how she was completely berated a few times by other, you know, white people, basically, uh, for, for standing a bit too close or whatever. And I was saying how, like, I, I don't think that's ever happened to me in the last couple of months. And um, and I think it's because of the neighborhood that I'm living in. I think like I'm in a bit of a mixed neighborhood that's mixed income, mixed uh, people. And she's in a neighborhood. I mean, they're all somewhat mixed, but her neighborhood is predominantly upper class, very Dutch, very white uh -huh. uh, people. And I think, and I was telling her actually about what you were telling me about, uh, you know, how, you know, your neighborhood in Chicago, uh, your wife uh, felt like a black person with other people crossing the street when she didn't have a mask oh, on. And Chicago right now, everybody is the is the young black man with a hoodie. I mean, any yeah. people people see you coming down the street, it's hysterical. It's like it's a game of chicken. Like, who's going to cross the street first because nobody uh, wants to pass the other person? Yeah. So, so I think uh, I think it really varies, uh, and 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 everyone's kind of establishing their own rules. But 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 uh, again, what I love about being here, and I'm so happy to be here during during these times, is that that there is still a lot of trust emanating from the highest levels. So you know, the the big story this week I think was that the prime minister's mother passed away actually about six or seven weeks ago, and he didn't go to see her. He kept the distance. He kept the social distancing because. Well, let's be he fair though. He's, to... he's he's Dutch, so he might not want out of one anyway. <laughs> I, but it's pretty impressive when uh, you know, you, like in Israel, uh, they they you know both the president and the prime minister were saying, you know, we have to celebrate uh, Passover uh, by ourselves. We can't go to see our families, and they were the ones that broke the rules. You know, in both cases. They were filmed with their families who clearly traveled to see them. And, you know, it's just like, how can you, how can you have any trust in government if the government is doing exactly the opposite of what they're telling you? Uh, and here, like this prime minister, like remains very congruent to the message. And uh, I think it's very admirable. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, it's definitely a fundamental difference between the states and more Northern Europe than, than Europe as a whole. But, um, yeah. you, you know, yeah. in general, I find the populations there are more trusting of the government. The governments do, you know, seem to have way less corruption than other governments. Um, you know, and they turn out generally a pretty strong performance in terms of the facilities that are made available to the public, right? Yeah, yeah. We suck at it. <laughs> yes, we do. You, do you think, do you think, uh, you know, from a Dutch perspective or kind of the, you know, you're in a very international city there living here and as a, you know, typical critic of, of many things in this country and the country's history, if there was ever a time for to lose faith in America, you, you think it's now, like if nothing mm -hmm. else proved that we're a fucking, you know, a joke in many ways, but we kind of can survive on hubris and this fact that, you know, the dollar is, you know, the chosen currency of the world. Um, you know, electing Trump, if that wasn't bad enough, and it's pretty disgusting to totally fuck this whole handling of the pandemic up. Um, and the deaths are nowhere near like slowing down. Um, I don't know. It just seems like, 
why, who would want to trust this incompetent country? Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you look at Iraq well, and Afghanistan, yeah. like nothing was accomplished there. I mean, the, the arguments that we gave some semblance of uh, democracy uh, seem way overshadowed by the amount of people we caused to get killed. Um, I don't know. Why, are, are, are people like, who's the, I, I guess the issue, there's no, there's no new world leader. Like nobody wants to fucking be behind China, obviously. Um, right. Do you think that's the issue? I, I just don't get why, you know, why continue to trust this country? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe at the very least, there is such a, a high esteem for money in America, and since and and that's more important in a way than freedom. Freedom is just kind of a an aesthetically pleasing uh, uh, advertising slogan, but really it's about money. And uh, and in that sense, I think there is still a lot of trust in the American financial, uh, let's say, uh, in the American fiduciary system to some extent like in, and and maybe well, the it's system that. is the is the government because we just print limitless money right right and that 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 <laughs> that, that all i think got made apparent to anyone who didn't know in 2008 when mm -hmm. the banks fucked up royally and the government was like sure we'll take care of you um yeah and now they're just you know fucking printing as much money as they as they want um that's right that's a good point about the money and i guess that's what china has going for right it's it's a country that's very good commercially um, when it comes to just straight up working with the working with cash. Yeah. So I think on a philosophical level, like this whole freedom and uh, everybody's created equal is, is a nice like packaging, but, but the real, you know, the real thing that's moving uh, the economy, uh, not the economy, but humanity is, is trade and, and money. And, uh, and in that sense, America is still, uh, still the leader. Um, but it is interesting to see how all this mess will, uh, will affect, will affect the strength of the, the dollar and the perception of the dollar. Do you feel that, is there, so basically the, the freedoms, the, you know, people, you know, created equally, um, liberty for all and to a, an extent that's really what uh, all of kind of what we call western society is is based on do you think that's nothing more than a kind of byproduct of what essentially are, are open free markets yeah i think that's all it is another another word in other words the 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 market is always the priority and it just so happens over time you know these rights were just allowed to happen because the markets had to keep moving. So this is what the people were demanding. Fine. Have it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think so. I think that's kind of, it's always, I think the rule is always funny. Follow the money. There, there are very few exceptions in modern history where it was the other way around. I mean, and, uh, and that's, you know, anything that was, you know, socialist, communist, was the exception and they were big exceptions of course but they didn't last i mean you're from uh, so you're from a, you're from a country i feel that has one of the most successful versions of socialism in, in modern times or, or did for a small period of time what, yeah. what 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 happened to the whole concept of the kibbutzim and the moshav and the this kind of uh, living as a, a large units working together was it was it money that brought it down, or was it the drunk Russians? I think I think it was a bunch of things, but I think in the end the system just didn't work. I remember seeing this movie that probably expressed it best, which is that there really is no such thing as equality because everybody might follow the ideology, everybody might share the same values, but some people just work a little bit harder than others, and once they do that, you establish guilt. And once you establish guilt, you establish inequality. And once there's inequality, the whole system can shatter because either those people who are better in a way, who are like the talented ones, they move somewhere else where their talent can be shown. 
or they try to kick out the ones who aren't talented. But either way, in these systems, someone is mooching off the system. And the incentive, I would say, is to mooch off the system. So what you're saying is actually quite poignant because that really describes humanity and, and how all nations are at the end of the day. Um, so you're saying in a microcosm, this was happening in the kibbutz. Yeah, I think it was. I think that's, I mean, there's a lot more reasons and they, they, there's more complexity to it, of course, which yeah, there always is. But just, yeah, there always is. But, we've got time for complexity. I, we want to yeah, boil shit down. Time. We want to simple it, yeah. simple, uh, simplify it to black and white. And, uh, and I think that's the main, the main part of it was, uh, yeah, the, you know, there's, it's, uh, it's a classic example of a group of friends that always meet up and then they, uh, they uh, split the check evenly and the one guy who orders the, you know, super expensive steak. I think that's, you know, even though everybody else might still be behaving according to the rules, the majority, the silent majority are still, uh, uh, you know, ordering within the limits. That one person ruins it for everyone else to such an extent that people like get reduced into this potentially passive aggressive behavior and potentially like leaving that dinner group and saying, you know what? I'm tired of this. Like every time we go there, Charles always orders the champagne for himself and a steak. And you know, it just, it adds so much to the price. It's not worth it. I don't even like Charles. Why don't we meet with him? I think yeah, that's what I, I agree. I hate, I hate going to dinner and you know, you're just splitting the fucking bill and it's like, Dude, you had like six fucking rounds of drink. I had one cocktail. Um, there you go. Just step up and just be like, hey, by the way, I drank a lot more. I'm going to throw in an extra 50 bucks. That person never, I almost never see that. And that's what happened at the kibbutz. Oh, <laughs> but with Manischewitz, by the way. Um, <laughs> Manischewitz. Fuck, that's man. Right. Well, it's sounding like it's getting kind of late over there. We probably got to start wrapping things up. Absolutely. We um, do. I would like um, I would you, like to thank our yeah. listeners um, uh, checking our our Twitter feed and Facebook and TikTok. We, uh, we're up to uh, we're, we're up to we're up to eleven, which is pretty 11. cool. Eleven. Yeah. We're not going to say if it's eleven million, eleven thousand. No, we're just eleven. We're not going to say that. People don't need to know. Oh, then we've hit eleven, and that's that's huge. That might be enough to entice. <laughs> One of these German uh, supplemental, uh, you know, health supplement companies to join us. Um, maybe we'll we'll pick up uh, like uh, a free a free market kibbutz from Israel who wants to market. But, but yeah, maybe that would be amazing if we did. Um, there there are still a few of those uh, operating. Yeah, I mean, basically everything you just said, by the way, uh, regarding what what you know the kind of downfall of the kibbutz sounds like the argument that. Uh, fiscal conservatives in America have been making forever, which is essentially like, hey, l l let people use their, their powers to create and those that can't, then that, you know, they get, that's their due that they get and that's it. Um, yeah. And it seems like Western Europe sort of found a nice middle ground where they were like, we're gonna do that, but we also get that a portion of the population just simply doesn't have the talent or ability. So we'll make sure they're never gonna fucking starve. Exactly. We By like the way, it. I want to I want to tell you something that might make you proud or might just surprise you. But uh, you were talking Are you about fart? German. Are you going to fart on it? On no, air? I'm not. I'm not going to fart. Okay. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to describe one. No, uh, the you were talking about German supplements, uh, yes. German supplement companies, and I just wanted to tell you that the number one uh, supplement company in the world that is recommended by Germans and was recommended to me by Germans who are very healthy and follow you know, all the German rules about everything is actually from New Jersey. Oh, that's a little snap up for the home state. Uh, what, what is this product? We have a lot of products do, in New you, Jersey. But... Do you have it at the tip of your tongue or do, or do, you, do you know it? Uh, from New Jersey, that's, are, are you being facetious? There's a real product and real recommendation. No, 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 this is a real product. And this is <laughs> all, yes, everything is real, but especially this. Uh, it's from Leonia, New Jersey. Leonia, I, gr I grew up near Leonia. That was uh, just, a, as we say in New Jersey, a few towns away. Um, yeah. That's the, the North, so the North Jersey. That's all what some people know as Sopranos country. Um, so the company is called Solgar, and they're, they're considered the best, the best at food supplements in the world, even by Germans. 
And what do they make? Just various supplements for your body? Vitamin, vitamins. Yeah, various vitamins. Do you, do you take vitamins, by the way? No. I have not started, but I think I probably should. I took the recommendation of Dr. Mike. I'm not doing 8,000, but I, I really took his recommendation. And I, I bought online. I asked around what was the best one, and I was told Solgar is the best. And I bought uh, zinc and vitamin C, just as he suggested. Uh, so I've been taking it daily, not at 8,000 milligrams, but maybe 500 milligrams of C and one tablet of, uh, of zinc. Okay. Well, uh, you probably haven't gotten sick yet. I assume I haven't, I haven't been sick. Not once. I have not had Corona. Not once. Do you still <laughs> eat oranges? I'm not eating oranges as much. So I'm doing, uh, I'm doing it with the food supplements more occasional orange juice. All right. Well, yeah. I think that is good to know. Solgar, I'd like to know, uh, hear my home state in the news. There you go. Um, I'd like to thank our listeners for joining us today. You have any uh, closing words? Uh, no, I wanted to uh, just wish, wish us all a, a great week. Uh, uh, greetings to our, our good friends in, in, in Minnesota. Uh, good luck taking care of that. Yeah, well, they're you know, they're Hmong people. So I, I didn't consider them Americans, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we, we got a couple of mongers there and, uh, I think one Somali. <laughs> um, I hope, uh, I hope it works out. It's, it's not looking so good, but, uh, yeah, you know, that, 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 that bastion of peace that, uh, Scandinavian descended, uh, frozen wonderland up there is really descended into madness. Yeah. Complete madness. Surprising oh. madness. The progressives are, are sick of it. They're just, they're tired of the bullshit. Yeah. All right, folks. Godspeed. Godspeed. Have a great week. All right. Love you all. <laughs>